Welcome to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you be helpful to other people. My name is Kate Watson, and thank you for joining me for the final episode of season six. I'm here to just sort of bring it home for season six, folks. Um, And you know, I was trying to think of what to do with this episode today, and I glanced at the Only Trying to Help email account which, by the way, is Kate at OnlyTryingToHelp.com. Kate is K-A-T-E at OnlyTryingToHelp.com. But anyway, I was looking at the email account. And, you know, there's some messages that have come in over the last few weeks. And I noticed some themes emerging after the Thanksgiving holidays in the United States. I heard from a lot of listeners after they had attended their family Thanksgiving events. And there was this interesting thing emerging from the messages. People were writing to the show and claiming to be very proud of themselves. But I don't know. I I feel like I heard a hint of maybe anger in their voices or um, maybe it wasn't anger. Maybe it was more arrogance. I'm not sure. Um, And of course, I'm only reading emails. So when I say I heard it in their voices, I suppose what I really mean is I was reading into their language. Um, But I read things like, hi, Kate, um, Thanksgiving was great this year. I just stayed away from all the people who, you know, haven't resolved their issues. Or I read things in the email like, it's not my fault that he or she hasn't done the work that I've done. And you know, Kate, I can't be around people like that. They need to do the inner work that I have done. But what's so interesting, folks, is that as I was reading these messages that came to the Only Trying to Help account, which were, you know, really focused on relationships and communication, people claimed such pride about this. Uh, Their messages said things like, I'm good, though. You know, I've... I've learned to keep those people at a distance and avoid them because I have boundaries. I've learned not to interact with the people who haven't had transformative experiences in their lives. I don't know. Maybe maybe that is something to be very proud of. Um, maybe, maybe there is some element of good boundaries there, perhaps. But I guess I was reading these messages and feeling like maybe we all need to take a deep breath and acknowledge that some things can all be true at the same time, okay? So, for example, it can be true that you have worked really hard to grow. Maybe you've gone to therapy. Maybe you've done Uh, self-care or self-help or a support group or whatever. I know 
that that kind of work is not for the weak. <laughs> and it can be both excruciating and beautiful to challenge yourself emotionally. And I'll bet you are really damn proud of yourself for that. And, and I'll take that deep breath that I'm recommending, <sighs> and it can also be true that there are people in your life who haven't been so lucky. Either they don't have the resources for therapy, or maybe they've been taught somewhere along the line that therapy is weak, or maybe they lack the insight or self-awareness that you have. But I suspect that a lot of people would like to feel whole and well and positive and healthy and strong. And if there's some reason that they haven't done that, I don't know that we should look down on them for having missed out on that experience. I guess I'm trying to say that you can still love those people as long as you feel, you know, safe doing so. I, I'm certainly not asking you to expose yourself to people who cause you harm. I'm asking you to ask yourself, can I find any patience or compassion for this family member who maybe hasn't been as fortunate as I have been? Maybe there's a family member who hasn't been as resourced or connected as I have been. And maybe I can find a little grace for that person. I guess I'm just concerned, folks. You know, I, I, I think I'm concerned by the volume of messages I got that, that had that kind of feisty tone while the words were, I'm good, I'm okay, I'm proud of myself, I'm good at this. The tone was still a little feisty and, and, and judgy. And I'm concerned that when we meet people, whether they are family members or friends or colleagues or whomever, when we meet people who have some kind of, you know, unresolved issue or whatever it is, maybe we become overly judgmental of them because we have grown in our own ways. And, and I don't know, maybe some of us have developed a little snobbiness about that I do I think there's like a like a self-care snobbiness that happens sometimes um and I've been speaking to a lot of people about this lately you know off the podcast just with other folks who would, would have similar interest and we've been talking about this personal growth snobbiness like when you feel like you've seen the light <laughs> you feel like you've had your aha moment and and you feel like life is clicking and it's all coming together and you have clarity, sometimes people get a little snobby about it. Uh, and the best analogy that I have is like, maybe you, we all know people who've gotten really physically healthy and, and whatever that means. Maybe they've got really fit. Maybe they lost a lot of weight. Maybe they're running a marathon. Maybe they gave up sugar or gave up caffeine or gave up alcohol or whatever it is. But I'll bet we all know some folks who've made some pretty extreme changes to their physical health, and then maybe they turn into that person who wants everyone to do it with them. <laughs> and they are terrible. <laughs> they are terrible. And it's it's it can be it can be pretty painful to be around people like that 
who were like, I gave up caffeine. You should do it too. Uh, no thanks. Right. And sometimes we can get a little pushy about telling people, follow in my footsteps, do what I have done. Um, and, and I'm using this analogy of physical health because I'm starting to realize that sometimes we do the same thing after we get a little mentally healthy too. Maybe we have grown or healed in some way and now we expect everyone to follow us and sometimes we get this attitude like, well, I put the work in, so you should too. And if I can do it, you can do it. And if I went through all this work, you should go through all this work. <sighs> and I guess I'm just sort of posing the possibility that we might soften that a little bit. I wonder if we can just tweak it or reframe it ever so slightly to look at that attitude and that message in a slightly different way. I don't know. I mean, is it possible that we can feel some sympathy for people who haven't had the growth and change that you have had? And I'm bringing it up because I've just heard from so many people after Thanksgiving and I wondered if I could maybe pose this question before many of the listeners will go on to celebrate Christmas. Not everybody celebrates Christmas, but there are other holidays and other family events where this issue may come up. Um, and I, and I, I'm seizing this opportunity of our season finale to pose this question to the listeners before you're at that next family get together, whatever that next family get together may be. Um, who is that person who you might see who, you know, you, you wish you could shake or you wish, you wish you could just help that person in some way. And, and th maybe they're not doing it yet. Maybe you have a family member who struggles with anger or anxiety or depression or poor boundaries or substance use or whatever the case may be. It's okay. We all do. <laughs> but when you think about that family member, you do have a choice. Uh, probably you have many, many, many choices. I'll pose a few of them that you have. You obviously have the choice to look down on this person who hasn't had the transformative experiences that you have had and that you have worked for. Or another option is that you can really love them through it. And of course, there are a million other options. Those are just two. And if you decide to love them through it, be thoughtful about how you do that. Loving a person through all of their challenges and hurdles and, and, and weaknesses, you know, it doesn't mean that you push them to change or that you push them into treatment or overwhelm them with information and resources. It might just mean that you have to forgive some behaviors that would otherwise irritate you. <laughs> And look, at the end of the day, I'm probably like a lot of you. I'm probably like a lot of the listeners who wish everyone would heal their wounds. And, and I wish everyone would unlearn the harmful lessons they've been taught. But I can wish for it all day. And it doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know, I, I do a lot of work in the field of, of violence prevention and response and trauma and 
And there's a quote that gets thrown around a lot, and I'm certainly guilty of saying this quote, and and I'm I'm unlearning this, and I'm 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 realizing I don't want to repeat this quote too many more times, if ever. I'm gonna say it here just so that we can we can pick it apart a little bit and maybe look at it a new way. But you'll often hear people say, "It is not your fault if you have wounds or scars or traumas." but it is your responsibility to heal them so that you don't hurt others. And I know I have stood in front of audiences of a thousand people and said that, and maybe once or twice, you know, I'll say it again in the future, but I am rethinking it ever so slightly. That healing is kind of a privilege. Those of us who get to heal and grow are very lucky. We've had access to something that not everyone has access to. And I do think there's something a little, um, I don't know if elitist is the right word. <laughs> that feels like a strong word. Let me tone that down. Um, I'll just stick with snobby. Snobby feels a little better than elitist. <laughs> but maybe there's something just a little snobby about being mad at people who haven't healed the way that you have healed. And I, I know that it's certainly not my job to go around fixing everyone, but I worry that too many people see that we only have two very extreme options. I can either go fix everybody in my life or dump them, ditch them, stay away from them. Folks, folks, those are very, very extreme options. There's a lot of good stuff in the middle. <laughs> there are so many things. If you consider on one end of the spectrum is where we go around trying to fix everybody, yuck. And then the other end of the spectrum is just giving up on people and saying, well, I just won't see that person anymore. Harsh. In the middle somewhere are so many things that you can do. You can look for the good in people and sort of lean into those good parts. You can set an example for them by being open about your own journey, your own growth, your own healing, and not in a preachy, arrogant way, like, look at me and look what I did, just sharing things that you've worked on to normalize growth and change, just to make it normal to talk about these things. You can talk aloud, speak aloud about the things you're still working on, the, th the areas where you're a work in progress. Maybe this will inspire other people to do the same. You can pick and choose the things you react to and let yourself get irritated by. Folks, there are just so many good options in between trying to fix people and trying to dump people. Pick something in that middle space. And I guess I can't tell anyone how to handle their holiday gatherings or their family gatherings but I can make a wish for you. So here's my wish. <laughs> I wish that everyone out there who has worked hard on their own growth will meet the messy people in their lives and think just a few kind thoughts for them. I started this podcast years ago because I believe we're all messy and this world is filled with some very, very messy people. 
And if you're feeling less messy than you used to be, that's wonderful. I'm sincerely happy for you. <laughs> and I mean it when I say that's hard work to get a little less messy than you used to be. But remember where you came from and remember the people who are still there. You aren't better than them. Folks, that's episode 60, the season finale of season six. Thank you for everything. Thank you for your emails. Keep them coming to kate at onlytryingtohelp.com. Thank you for following us on Instagram at I was O-T-T-H. O-T-T-H stands for only trying to help. So again, the Instagram handle is at I was O-T-T-H. Thank you for buying the book that came out this year. Only trying to help the book is available on our website, onlytryingtohelp.com or on Amazon if you prefer. Thank you for telling your friends about the show. And most of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening after all these years. That's going to do it for season six, but I've already started recording season seven. Send your ideas my way. Love y'all.